Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us Alyssa Couture. She is a fashion entrepreneur, a fashion intuitive, and a healthy fashion practitioner. She is the founder of Healthy Fashion Campaign, a fresh-inspired business on fashion design apparel that has been made to support human and the environmental health. She joins us today to tell us about our new book, Healthy Fashion, The Deeper Truths. Janet and I are super excited and grateful that you are on Sense of Soul. And the topic is very unique. Even though we talk a lot about soul, is important for your soul because it's self-care. Fashion is how you express yourself and it's self-care as well. So um, how did you get into fashion? I have been working in the industry of fashion for about 15 years. I started when I was around 15 years old in fashion retail. I have been in styling, fashion retail management, and I've also dabbled in fashion visual merchandising. I did some entrepreneurial work for myself, which included fashion journalism, fashion eco research, eco fashion research. I also produced a fashion show and I had a handmade fashion brand called Alternative Fashion, which I designed and created my own collection, sample collections from scratch, made out of plant-based fibers. And it's been a long journey. I've also studied fashion at the Academy of Art University when I was about 18 years old. And I've just sort of had a love for fashion. I've been involved in fashion and studying it and both living and working. And as well as with my fashion work, I had a parallel of visiting and living and working in ashrams and monasteries. So this uh, spiritual background that I had really kind of connected me and grounded me into my work with fashion and wanting to advance fashion and making fashion more spiritual, more soulful, more advanced and therapeutic for the mind, body, and spirit. So that's really my inspirations. I've been moving into the direction of fashion for health for many years, but my start really was in conventional mainstream fashion. I mean, when I was in high school, I, I raided all the fashion stores and dressed in everything, even polyester and synthetics. And I still do wear some polyester and synthetics, but I definitely sacrificed in the name of fashion. So my wardrobe has evolved into something that's more spa-like, therapeutic, comfortable, something that can really be a creative expression, but also be medicinal for my mental and physical health. What really inspired my work and had what had gotten me involved in creating fashion for healing and health and wellness is when I took a trip up to Mount Shasta. And Mount Shasta is a spiritual energy vortex up in uh, Mount Shasta City, California. And I sort of just got this, I wouldn't call it a spiritual awakening, but I definitely got connected more and more to my higher self. And I really got more in tune 
with my own lifestyle and my own health practice and how I could bring it into the fashion world. We are wearing these toxic clothes. I mean, it's really, really scary. And no one ever thinks about this. Yes. So synthetics and polyester started in the 1930s by the chemical giants DuPont, Bayer, and Monsanto. And they created rayon and acrylic and acetate and polyester. And this rise of plastic uh, truly was not a part of the lifestyle before the 1930s and before the industrial revolution. Polyester is a fabric that is cheap and it's not labor intensive. So people like it and it's quick to make. It has produced fast fashion. And along with creating polyester, as you say, there's a host of chemicals involved in creating polyester, as well as the treatments that are being produced to make the fabrics, as well as the dyes, the types of dyes. So we're dealing with thousands of different toxic chemicals, harsh or non-harsh. These chemicals are uh, bleeding into the bloodstreams through the pores of the, the skin and through our mouth and nose when we inhale. And there's a big discussion, and I know that you've heard this, about the microplastics in the sea. But as we are finding, uh, we are actually inhaling these microplastics. And plastic cannot dissolve easy. There's been studies in science showing that plastic is being found in the bloodstream as well as our feces. So it's not a good thing to wear polyester. I know that there's some polyesters that are better than others. And there are also certifications like GOTS that do some low impact and more gentle fibers that are made from manufactured plastics. But what we're doing now in this industry is we're moving from mainstream conventional fashion to eco-sustainable. But what we need truly is health and wellness fashion to really advance the future of the environment and the health of the people. And what can be done is by eliminating polyesters as much as we can. And polyester is not going to go away, maybe not in this lifetime for me. But I know that moving into the direction of plant-based fashion and using um, innovative apparel fabrics such as hemp, linen, rami. There's even uh, mushroom leathers and cactus leathers. There's all sorts of innovative fabrics that are occurring. I know that they're making faux silk from water hyacinth stem and lotus stem. So we can take all of these different plants from say the sea and the aquatic lands and the desert such as aloe and cactus and also in the wilderness in a permaculture setting in a way that we are not tampering with the world and society but we are actually cultivating and creating a healthier ecosystem. But that's what I believe is the direction that we're moving forward and how we can address the chemicals in our fabrics is by creating low impact dyes and low impact fabrics, as well as more and more plant-based fabric alternatives to plastic and polyester. The other day, 
actually my daughter, like you, has been in retail since she was 16 the other day. She got her pants at Sam's. Her entire lower body was black from these pants. Like she pulled down her pants and showed me her, her legs were solid black. I mean, I was like, holy crap. And she's the one who actually told me about this um, originally. You know, she's like, you know, all of these clothes that we're wearing are very toxic to our skin. And she brought it to my awareness. And then it was when we had Tim James on a few episodes ago, he talked about this and he mentioned estrogen. Like, would that cause somebody to go into menopause early? Because that's what's going on with me. Well, I know that the BPA plastic, and this is something I mentioned in my book, the BPA plastic is being recycled. All of these recycled plastic bottles are being turned into fibers. And there's this whole greenwashing trend of wearing plastic bottles. And the BPA is the hormonal disruptor in the plastic bottle is actually potentially transferring into the plastic fiber fabrics and textiles. So yes, it is definitely disrupting. The estrogen is being disrupted and our hormones aren't being messed with when we wear some of these types of fabrics with these treatments, including BPA especially. And what I find is why on earth, if we don't want to put a plastic bottle in the landfill, why do you want to put it on our body? It just doesn't make sense. Let's keep the plastic bottles out of the landfill, but we can wear them forever. It just doesn't sound right. And I have also done some thinking about polyester and not just the lack of breathability, but there's a form of suffocation that occurs when you, you put a plastic bag over your head because they're suffocating themselves because plastic doesn't breathe. So when we put this all over our bodies, there's no science that te technically says that we're suffocating our body, but the body naturally has to breathe. Uh, it has to sweat. It has to excrete uh, liquid. It has to, the pores have to be open and be able to work. It's a system. That, it's an organ. So when we trap ourselves in some of these polyesters, I always suggest wearing looser synthetics. You know, if there's, say you're wearing cotton leggings with 5% spandex, I don't, you know, I don't think that that's horrible. But if you're wearing, say, 100% polyester bodysuit, <laughs> you might want to think about that because the body is our largest organ and they say, you know, when you take those beauty baths with hydrogen peroxide or you do those oxygen facials, oxygen in the skin performs. It's healthy to have an oxygenated body and skin. So I do say polyester is an unbreathable fiber. We do have to address it. And I know one time I was wearing a polyester hat a little hat to keep my head warm. And I noticed my hair was drying out quicker. So I also had put two and two together that the polyester was really trapping in the air just a little bit too much. And I always say, wear polyester if you're cold. If you don't have other options, wear polyester. You know, you never want to sacrifice your level of warmth for fabric materials. But I do say if it's possible for you to be able to choose alternative fibers more and more, or even if it's a blend, 
poly plant-based blend that's better and preferable. Oh my gosh. It's a lot to take in because I'm actually right now in the middle of moving and I'm looking at all my piles of clothes and I guarantee most of them have a lot of that in it. And as an asthmatic whose body's already lacking oxygen and you know, I always have very dry skin and it just has me really thinking a lot. And I too have had that experience with the hat. <laughs> so it's interesting that you brought that up. I'm curious just to kind of go back for a moment. Were you that little girl who would do like 15 clothes changes throughout the day and your mom would yell at you because she had to do so much laundry? <laughs> well, yes, I actually, I had a hoarding closet. Yeah. I had lots of clothes. Trips in high school. If I was depressed or something, I'd ask my mom, so let's go to the mall. I want to buy a shirt. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm depressed. I think it's amazing though. Like back then, clothes were so uncomfortable. Like at least now, like I know my little girl, she only wants to wear comfortable clothes, sweatshirts, leggings. She's not, well, She she's totally into the bell-bottom jeans right now, but Besides them, I mean, comfort has been kind of in style lately. And I have to laugh that I have children from 20. Well, my son, my oldest son's almost 25. My youngest is almost 10. So it's a big difference. So when she was in preschool, I show up. Okay. And I hadn't been to a preschool in a long time. It was her first year. You know, all my kids are in high school. I'm bringing her to preschool. I show up and I'm looking around. Okay. And I'm like in my Uggs and my pajamas. All these young moms are like in these workout clothes. They're all looking like they're going to yoga. And I'm like, holy fuck, I am a loser. And like all these women are going to yoga after freaking dropping their kids off at preschool. I learned very quickly that wasn't true. It was just the new style. (laughs) I was like, shit, I'm going to the store and buy me some fake workout clothes too. So I did. But, you know, I mean, it's in style now to be comfortable. And yes, athleisure, minimal. And I do the same. I wear my leggings like crazy and I love minimal athleisure clothing. And also, if you find in the ready-to-wear in contemporary collections, you can dress down, but it looks fancy. It's just a matter of, finding those pieces, finding those garments that really are your statement signature pieces. And, you know, I I did a lot of styling back in the day, but I think the best stylist is your own comfort and interest and taste and how you express yourself. And with all of these people wearing comfortable athletic wear, it is beyond a trend it's beyond covid you know post covid or you know covid lifestyle we are moving into this transition where being able to move in our body with these athletic garments being able to not have those restricting clothes i know coco chanel she stapled the knit blazer like an office blazer and she made it in stretch knitwear Coco Chanel was the innovator and the influencer of knitwear, knitwear apparel. She took the men's underpants, the fabric of the men's underpants, and she turned it into women's wear. 
mm-hmm. and the lifestyle of comfort in movement and taste. It she had a level of taste that is pretty much unheard of uh, for back in the day and for even modern times. But yeah. being able to move in our clothing is really important because our body is naturally needing to move and. I know that this sounds funny, but for an example, look at, you know, space aliens with their spacesuits. It's all like stretchy fabrics. <laughs> I'm looking at, you know, the futuristic space age fashion, but there it is, that flexibility in the fabric that makes our body be able to move freely. It's an advanced method of fashion, athletic apparel. Yeah, and I know like corporate men are moving in that direction too. I was sitting with like 10 of them a couple weeks ago and they were all talking about these lightweight shirts that they wear that are so soft. I mean, they still kind of give the look of the collared shirt, but I mean, the fabric is unbelievable. And all of them were talking about how what they wear these days is all based on comfort. Mm-hmm. But is it healthy? Is that material, although it is soft, what is it made out of? And that's where we're, we have to move into the direction of bioplastics, bio-based synthetics, because it's not just a dilemma for the fashion industry. Think of all the camping gear and all the outerwear apparel, the ski and snowboard apparel. It's all plastic. So if we can move into the direction of potentially bio-based plastic, uh, and also that would lead into a whole host of new dilemmas because I know that they're making a bio-based corn fabric uh, and it's a solvent of the kernel. So it's a sugary, acidic plastic. We have to make sure the bioplastics are pH balanced because what we're finding is in synthetics. It is more acidic and plant-based fabrics have a neutral pH, which is perfect for the the topical um, treatment of the skin, having a neutral pH balance. Well, and that's interesting. Mandy herself and both of our daughters have extremely sensitive skin. That's probably why Hensley, she doesn't want to wear certain things. They probably just make her feel bad. She is very conscious to her skin because she is so skin sensitive. But, you know, and speaking on that, we had on manufacturer for many holistic high end beauty brands talked a lot about healthy things for your face, you know, as in makeups and stuff like that, which there are so many lines to choose from now. So there is a way to do this because there are things out there that are more available today. It is. It's all online. You know, it's in the market online. It is in stores. You just have to really discover and explore and really hunt these products down. Um, And also very skin sensitive and what I find too is it's not just skin sensitivity if you're an awakened being and you have an aura and your energy is you know working properly a lot of these light workers and healers like yourself are very in tune with their body and you know we've become very immune to these chemicals you know it's mm-hmm. all they're all around us 
uh, you know, you walk by a laundromat and you can't even breathe <laughs> because it's, it's like practically poison, the smell that's coming out, the fumes from those laundromats, including carbon monoxide. <laughs> but we're, I don't, I don't want to say that we're really killing ourselves, but if you're really in tune with your body and whether or not you're sensitive to fabrics or not, moving into this planetary awakening, as I call the new age, the golden age that we're all kind of experiencing in our own way. Fabrics are definitely, fabrics and materials, designs and silhouettes of our garments, this universal form of fashion, how we can communicate the language of fashion that's more in tune with the world and the universe and not just within states and countries. I think the trends of fashion are going to be, how is the fabrics treating the skin and not just the skin, but the nerves, uh, tactile therapeutic fabrics. Tactile therapy is something that we all kind of have to deal with throughout the day when we're working and living with these materials on our bodies. As you had mentioned with your family being skin sensitive and yourself, it's not just a matter of being skin sensitive. You are really actually tapping into the energy of the materials. Mm -hmm. so it's not just the physical energy of the material, it's the just energy uh, of it. And in India, they have found in a science spirit institute, they found that there's some fabrics that are tamasic, which is toxic. And there are some fabrics that are suffic, which is pure and clean. And they have found that the more suffic, pure, clean fibers are made from cellulose plants. And the tamasic is made from the synthetic materials. And really what we're dealing with here is a fossil fuel underneath the earth that is then kind of evolving over time for eons, which is creating a really high dense acidic type of chemical solution. And with that, you can't create polyester without a host of chemicals and other types of harsh solutions and ingredients. It's definitely going to be a trend and it is evolving. People are becoming aware and the textile industry is revamping slowly but steadily and it may not be slow. It could take off in a matter of minutes, days and weeks, months, possibly years. Maybe we need to just get back to just walking around naked. <laughs> I'm joking, but if you look back, they wore less clothes. They let their bodies breathe. They wore things made from earth. I mean, we really are kind of going backwards in a good way. We're becoming more conscious to what we're putting on our bodies, what we're taking from mother earth, what we're giving back to mother earth. It's beautiful to see because really we think we've evolved and our technology and stuff like that has evolved. But really, I feel like we've done the opposite. I don't know. Do you, do you guys see where I'm going with that? Yeah. Health, you know, medicine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of it. Yes. I, uh, people wearing hemp before the 1930s, hemp and cotton and uh, mm -hmm. plant. The, there's a plant connection, a plant human connection that we have to cultivate. And mm -hmm. when we go into the wilderness and we go, you know, people, you know, the natives, they lived in the wilderness. They lived outdoors by the sea, you know, in the desert and whatnot. And when we wear this plant, we're like connecting to the different wilderness. Uh -huh. locations, right. Connecting to the energy of these plants and plants are spirits. 
So we're wearing we're wearing spirit. Polyester is made from uh, dead fossils. I wouldn't go as far to say there's death energy, <laughs> but what a comparing the plant can break down the cellulose, but the spirit of the plant never really dies. We're wearing the herbs and the botanicals. And that's where the trend of cosmetic fibers, medicinal fabric infusions mm-hmm. of herbs like ancient herbs like neem, turmeric, aloe, these ancient medicinal herbs that are being infused in these plant-based fabrics. And some are being infused in synthetics. For example, earth pseudicals or earth therapeutics, they developed a line of hand gloves with aloe vera treated fibers. And mm-hmm. they, they are using synthetics, but the treatment is aloe vera. So they're using the aloe vera and it goes into the skin topically as a topical treatment. What, what are they saying when something is organic? Um, and why would they um, not just say organic for something that was plant-based? If you uh, go to like Gott's dyed plant-based fabric stores online and you check out the fabrics, you can visually see the difference between an organic cotton fiber and a conventional cotton fiber. Like if you compare fabrics, if you go to fabric stores and you look at non-organic fabrics and then you go to like an organic fabric store, like, um, I don't know, cotton plus organic, organic cotton plus fabric store, you look at the photos and I'm an energy reader and energy or a healer. So I, I can look at the fabric and visually see the purity of the organic cotton. And it's, it's phenomenal because when I look at these organic fabric materials, I'm actually getting an energetic healing just by observing these materials, which is pretty fascinating to me. But yes, there is a difference between organic cotton and non-organic cotton because a lot of people do their best. Um, I know that there's the Better Cotton Initiative. They're not organic, but they're doing their best with creating fabrics that are low impact, uh, low impact cotton. And the best way to find these types of materials is sort of online. And it is a matter of research, which is a little bit stressful and frustrating for many people because nobody really has time to do that. Everybody has their own life and things that they have to do and and take care of and being able to try to find and discover fabric. But I guess being in tune and sort of looking and observing at it visually and feeling, feeling it out, feeling the vibe of the fabric. Does it really feel good when I look at it? And then when you touch it, but then as well, you can go into a store and discover their tags. I know I just bought a top from Nordstrom and it says on the tag, this item is made from at least 50% sustainably sourced materials. That made me feel good. And then when I felt and looked at the fabric, there was something different about the fabric because there's all energy. And if people are doing these sustainable practices and, and working with the organics and trying to make clean, pure fibers, you can definitely feel it intuitively in consciously and unconsciously. It's like a subconscious thing. So when, when you pick out your fibers, it's a process. You know, I, I go to the grocery store and I buy all these food items and some of them go into the trash bin <laughs> because I just don't end up eating them. And like clothing, sometimes I buy garments and I'm just like, why did I buy that? Because <laughs> I'm not going to wear it, but I just bought it. 
that's why recycling and thrifting is a good option for those times when we buy clothes that we just don't have a connection with, but we were in the space and time when we bought it and we thought we liked it. So we probably why kids do that. Yeah. You know, just with that pure, you know, consciousness, that conscious decision of choosing, you know, something comfortable. I mean, I can tell you, I lost um, sensations in my toes for like a good three years after I wore heels to Mardi Gras. (laughs) I mean, there are times that I sacrificed myself for the most discomfort just for fashion. I almost lost my toes. Oh yeah. No, I've, I've almost fainted. I did faint once by wearing a dress too small for me. I bought a dress because I just had to buy and I had to wear it. It was just too small for me and it squeezed me just too tight. (laughs) And I fainted. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. The things us women do, right. To look good. I'll never forget when I started getting into the energies um, and Shanna was giving me long distance Reiki. I believe when I lived in Seattle and she was here in Denver And she was teaching me about the chakra system. And I got off the phone and I looked around at my house. I had just changed all of the colors of my home to a blue. They were like deeper oranges and reds. And so I started thinking about the blue color. And and it was a time in my life where I was not speaking my truth. And so everything that the throat chakra and that blue color represented really aligned with the color I had decided to use in my home. So it kind of brought me to being more mindful about colors that I wear. So today, I love that you're bringing up for me to be mindful, not only to the colors that I wear, but also to the fabrics, because as you mentioned at the beginning, these clothes naturally help ground you. Like Shannon and I tell our, a lot of our clients, go outside, take your shoes off, walk in the grass, you know, connect with mother earth. Well, this way you're actually putting on a fabric and you're grounding yourself in it all day long. I mean, that's beautiful. You're connecting all day long. So I've also been more mindful about why is it that I'm every summer I'm attracted to a certain color. And if I stop and I think about that color, then it always aligns with what's going on in my life, with my emotions and my journey. So I I just love that you're bringing this whole other step and awareness to close. I think it's great. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And and you guys have amazing stories with your own fashion experiences. Um, And I believe too that what you had mentioned about color, I think that is a very important aspect of fashion and healing using the color therapy. an ancient, well, a healer um, who connects with the Egyptian shamans, he had mentioned one time when I had gone an energy healing session with him that fabrics, the color in the fabric can heal the body. And he placed a pink piece of fabric over my body and it just did its work. And it was the color pigment, kind of like in Egypt with the uh, solarium rooms where they would put an individual in a colored light filled room of a specific color. And that color we would just absorb. 
And so I find too that there's there's so many different aspects and it's extremely complex topic to talk about color and fashion because you can go so many different directions. Like you had just mentioned, that was a really important detail with talking about how you connected with color in a specific season. There's something super psychological about it. There's something really energetically intuitive that you're discovering and figuring out within yourself and through your journey and lifestyle. But I do find too that just placing colors on the body, whichever color, even if you repel the color, it's going to do its job. And for some reason, at one point, I went back to see this energy healer. He had mentioned, well, wear a color that you absolutely hate, that you're repelling because you may need that color. And I know that there's specific colors that I just want to stay away with, stay away from. Like, I just know I can't wear it. <laughs> it makes me sick. And I'm trying to find a way to possibly wear these colors mm-hmm. at one point and step away from, okay, I'm still sick in that color and kind of connect with it because maybe I'm repelling that color because I actually need it <laughs> in mm-hmm. some way. That, that's what the, the energy healer had, had mentioned. I'll never forget when my mom got back from India, she was just mesmerized by how much color they have in their clothes and what they wear and everything. And she said that it brought an energy of happiness to see so much color. And so she started adding more color into her jewelry and what she wore. And so I was just thinking, you know, it probably really does affect your mood because she said it just made her feel like more free and, and just that higher energy, that higher vibrational energy. If you think about it and this, you just triggered a thought. The Ascended Masters each have a specific signature color, like St. Germain, Ascended Master St. Germain does the violet flame, the color purple. Mm -hmm. So these colors can be actually vortexes of energy that we're actually transmuting and moving into a spiritual activation of an energy color vortex. Whoa, that is good stuff right there. (laughs) I've actually seen his violet orb in my bedroom one morning. Wow. Yeah. After I had a, a lot of crazy experiences with him right prior. So I was like doing meditations at night to connect with them and see what was going on. One morning I looked over at my alarm clock and I saw this violet orb and I could see my alarm clock like right through it. And then I like adjust my eyes to see it again and it was gone. But I knew what it was because I had just meditated and tried to connect with them like for three days in a row. That's amazing. It is amazing. So are you familiar with him because of Mount Shasta? Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I would love to go there. It's really neat. You are also a channeler as psychic. So you take all of these amazing abilities that you have and use it all in fashion. Can you talk about that? Like maybe go into how do you use the channeling? I know you already talked about how you can see the energies. So clearly you can see auras as well. Are there certain colors or certain fabrics that, that make our aura smaller? Well, that's a really good question. And I would imagine too, that if we're uncomfortable and we're restricted and we're feeling 
just like we're pulling and poking and scratching and itching and it's just not working, it's going to, to suppress the aura. Mm -hmm. And if we feel free and comfortable and confident and there's basically you're feeling a strong connection with your outfit, you're going to be able to be more centered and your aura is going to strengthen and align. And I find too, with what you had just said, with the connection of channeling and fashion energy, I briefly mentioned a few minutes ago, how fashion can be, apparel can be worked as a form of a channel, channeling. Okay. What we're moving into is supernatural fashion. We're all stepping into our own garments through ascension. And we can use the divine, we can use Saint Germain, we can use the Ascended Masters, the angels of the Most High, and we can see the, the paintings and make modern clothing in the types of garments that they wear. Because the types of garments that they wear is creating this aura, as you say, this aura of strength. And it's creating an energy of vortex. So when we walk into a room, and we wear a specific outfit that just is completely aligned and resonates with our being. And I would also go to say futuristic. And it can be as simple as a, a t-shirt. It's about really the cut and the silhouette, the design details down to its simplest or more advanced decorative form. But we can connect with these details and designs on a creative level but also on a supernatural and spiritual level and be able to use our garment as a tool, a healing tool, just like uh, we would with sage or uh, crystals or the ocean energy. Being able to use our garments as a tool is definitely part of the future of fashion. Wow. I mean, we all have to get up and put on clothes, right? So we have all these tools that we use to heal. And sometimes these tools are hard. Like you have to drop into, you know, 15 minutes of pausing and meditation. This is an easy tool because you just, you have to get dressed. <laughs> so if you have a closet of clothes that align with you and that are going to naturally help you heal, how amazing is that? Exactly. And I will mention it's about the ergonomics of design we really have to pay attention as designers, fashion designers, the textile fashion industry of the ergonomics of design. And we all have different body types and different forms. But what we really have to pay attention to is, is the garment supporting the body in an ergonomic way? And I do illustrate this in my book, Healthy Fashion, specific design details that can help the body help purify the body, help bring the body into an enlightened state. And it can be a matter of a collar. You know, if you design a sweatshirt, I know that I have a sweatshirt that I absolutely love and I wear, but it pulls a little bit on the neck. If the, if the shoulder was dropped a little bit and it, it would have released the collar neckline just a, a smidgen, and it wouldn't have that pulling effect. So we really have to pay attention to the ergonomics of design and how it is affecting the physical sensations of the body as well as how it affects our mentality and our emotions. And I still wear that sweatshirt because I love it so much and it's so perfect, but it just has that one little flaw 
and you know i make do with it but is it a sacrifice it potentially <laughs> but that's why when we're coming back into the urban ergonomics of design moving forward when i buy clothing i notice that i pay more attention to those details because when i come home and i i put on that garment i don't want those little non-ergonomic details to fuss with my day and make it a more unproductive day because I have to fuss around with the garment. Wow. I mean, I feel like a few years ago, we were talking about just learning how to mindfully eat and walk. <laughs> and now and we have to be conscious to what we're putting in our bodies, on our bodies, around our bodies. We're all energy and um, it's affecting our physical lifespan, really. You guys both mentioned so many important aspects of what's going on in the world and i really like how you guys are so in tune i mean you guys are fashionistas yourselves just by having these experience and being able to express them not many people can tap into that and so it is basically coming from light workers as yourself it's important to address these concerns with fashion it is happening it is occurring this health and wellness trend but it's slow and steady and I've heard from so many podcasters, hosts, and news and media hosts, like, wow, I've never even thought about it. I, I know people in the fashion industry for decades that go, I've never heard of this fashion for health. And they've been working in the industry for decades. So it is a new concept. It's an ancient concept from the ancient times, fashion for health. The samurai warriors wore indigo underpants to heal their wounds. Indigo dyed underpants to heal their wounds, the samurai wow. warriors. So it's ancient. And we're bringing, we're kind of resurrecting and kind of bringing solutions to fashion. And I am all about comfort. And when you talk about these stories of torture, it's true torture. We can torture ourselves in the name of fashion. And it's sacrificed. And I believe it can get as negative as it could be ego when it goes against our being and fashion can truly work against someone or work for someone and when I talk about conscious fashion and as you have represented it as mindful fashion I think that that is actually one of the most important terms in the future of fashion is mindful fashion fashion that is conscious fashion that is mindful and, you know, I love the shift we're seeing you and you just brought another part of the shift to our podcast today because we're seeing mindful marketing, mindful advertising. We're seeing mindfulness brought into big corporations, big businesses. We're seeing mindful eating. So, I mean, it's just more of this mindful shift that's happening and I love it. It's exciting. We're waking um, up. <laughs> I will say this is probably my ego, but I will say I get this sense of like my, the discernment, like I tighten up when I hear living a chemical free life, plant-based life. My first thought and same with the clothes is this sounds expensive. This sounds like hard work. Like I got to go take my, all of my clothes. I'm actually sitting in my closet right now and burn them in a bonfire and start fresh. No, that would go into the atmosphere. <laughs> now, is it true? Is it really just 
is it just a way to justify not doing it? Is it me being lazy minded? Is it because, you know, we all sit there and go, oh, to eat healthy is so expensive. To live chemical free is so expensive. Are these clothes going to be expensive? Or are they going to be clothes that we can pick up for our babies at Target? I mean, I hope that's where it goes. Wh what do you think? Because on the flip side of it, you also know that I've got a house full of teenagers who are all wearing Lululemon for one reason, and that's because it's comfortable and it's trending, but they'll pay a hundred dollars for a pair of leggings because they're Lulu and they're comfortable. So, I mean, what do you see financially for this? But this is a really good aspect. How can you uh, shop for plant-based fashion on a budget? It's a gradual process. So you don't have to, you know, throw everything out. You can wear your most special and most comfortable synthetic pieces, but if you want to go and transition into more plant-based, I would definitely start online. I would definitely thrift and recycling. And I think towards the future, we're going to have to create, and we are in development, the textile industry is in development of creating textile machinery that creates plant-based fibers in a less labor-intensive way. So there's going to be new developments with textile machinery that can bring down the costs of plant-based fashion, as well as less is more. We can pick and choose pieces that we don't have to have extreme versatile palette, but we also can bring in more of the options like um, recycling or renting garments. That's gonna be a new feature. You know, if you wanna go out in a fancy dress, be, you don't want to, uh, you know, buy it, but you want it to be plant-based and show up and say, hey, I'm actually wearing a dress made of plants, which is absolutely practically impossible in this day and age to find a plant-based dress. <laughs> but yeah. we, can rent, we can start renting. We can swap and do the swap shops where we can swap clothes, mm -hmm. thrifting. What you had mentioned, it, how can we have an organic palette? The textile machinery and developments are going to be able to bring the cost down for plant-based, as well as when we look at ready-to-wear and we go into the couture shops, they're small. They're not huge like factories and huge department settings. They're small shops. So we can think of our collections, our own fashion collections as couture and ready-to-wear and smaller. Those sentimental pieces in our wardrobes more and more versus having a wider palette. But I don't frown upon having a wider palette. <laughs> Shanna always talks about how she loves buying something that she knows has been loved and made with intent and made with just, you know, that energy and she'd pay extra for it over, you know, other stuff that wasn't. So I love that you're talking about these smaller shops and not made in this department, you know, factory, because it, it is, it's that intention. Like one of our favorite guests, she makes a lot of stuff. She talks a lot about psilocybin and it, it, she has a lot of amazing products and you can really feel her love and intent around what she puts into each, you know, little oil or lotion. And that's where things are shifting too. So I love that, that intent behind it when it's being made. Can I also say that I do remember my dad used to have a sports equipment store. And so he had vendors, you know, and our local vendors carried, uh, it was the first time I ever saw anything like that because I would, you know, have to choose from their big collection of clothes, but they did have a lot of alternatives. 
they had specific eco clothes, they had, you know, plant-based, they had these options. And these were, these are big vendors. I don't think that I noticed a huge difference in price, but obviously there was a little bit, but there was quite a bit to choose from. I'll I'll tell you one thing though. There was a brand and Jamie actually has a shirt upstairs. It's made out of plastic bottle and has like a plastic bottle on the front of it and everything. And then, you know, I've just been recently seeing like them advertising shoes made out of plastic bottles. And so now with this awareness, right? And also sometimes that's all it takes is awareness, right? Choosing not to do that. Yeah. And it's going to be a process. I mean, we don't have to be 100% plant-based and I'm not telling anybody to do that. I mean, I wear Mm -hmm. a winter coat with polyester and most of outerwear apparel, you know, if it's not wool, it's going to be synthetic. So I think that it's going to be a transition and we don't have to trash synthetics. It's kept us warm and safe for a long time. But -hmm. at the same time, we're talking about energy here. We're talking about Mm -hmm. that plant human connection and what we have to bring back into our lives is the type of energy in the materials. Let's talk about your book. What can readers expect when they flip open that page? Thank you. It's Mm -hmm. all about what we've been talking about and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fashion for the mind, body, and spirit. And I break it down into the five assets fashion that relates to the mental body fashion in relation to the physical body fashion in relation to the spiritual body fashion in relation to the emotional body fashion in relation to the energetic body. So it's, it's different. um, The five bodies fashion in relation to each part. So we can actually have a multi-dimensional experience with fashion, literally fashion in the five bodies. Wow. I love it. And now it's time for break that shit down. Well, what you guys are doing at Sense of Soul is such an incredible thing. And you've invited so many amazing people and you two are very amazing people. And I'm glad that you are producing this work you have such an interesting podcast and that's what I want to say that's coming from my heart you know congratulations it's it's such an amazing inspiring thing what you're doing thank you appreciate that thank you you're welcome um it's been a joy you have expanded my mind you've helped me level up so thank you for that me and Shanna Mm -hmm. always tell our guests that we feel like students every single time because we learn so much and I learned a lot from you today so thank you thank you Yep. Thanks so much for writing this book. I hope that all of our listeners go out and get it and and become more um, mindful about what they wear. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.